This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. It's that time of the year, man. Springtime, there's always stuff happening. Indeed it is, and Danny Graves will join us. We'll get up on the uh, up to speed on baseball. Some series started last night, some begin today. We'll yep. get you caught up on that. Uh, the business of college athletics continues to brew a little bit as well. And a lot of things are starting it. You know, it's interesting. We kind of had this conversation post-Final Four with Seth Greenberg, and now we're actually starting to see name, image, and likeness and what it looks like, Pac, for some of these guys because and young ladies because, quite frankly, they're putting it on social media. That's part of the, part of the yin and the yang, if you will, of NIL. There's some other things, too, that are being achieved here, and schools are announcing this, and Virginia Tech announced this week – they are going to pay student-athletes for academic progress. And that's good to see. We know Clemson's involved in a little bit of that. Virginia Tech's going to pay student-athletes for their academic process, starting uh, progress, rather, starting in the fall. Uh, each athlete could get up to $6,000 under rules adopted by the NCAA. Uh, they announced on Thursday Virginia Tech now becomes one of 22 FBS programs uh, they say they will plan on making the academic bonuses available. Now, I'm just going to step out on the limb here. Okay. I am pro-NIL, as yep. you all know. And this whole thing, even before we got to last summer on radio, I said I am all for the student-athlete being able to generate dollars, mm -hmm. right, and maximize yep. and put some of it in their pocket. However, Wes, this one I have a problem with because, in my opinion – I don't care male, female, I don't care what sport you play. If you have a scholarship to attend an institution, and even if you do not, the incentive on campus is that you have the opportunity to get a degree. Right. To better yourself, whether you play in the WNBA, the NBA, the NFL, whatever. And we know that's less than 2% to be able to do that mm -hmm. in terms of student athletes. Do you need a financial incentive? to have the opportunity to get an education. I, now, and again, I am pro NIL, but when this whole thing was unveiled. And the education you're getting is coming with a scholarship. Now, right. not in every sport is it a full ride. We've talked about fractions and things like that. Right. And, and so I, this is the one that I really actually have a major problem with. It's like the incentive shouldn't be, hey, I get a chance to put six grand in my pocket mm -hmm. if I get good grades. Right. The incentive should be I'm going to get good grades so I can put money in my pocket once I get off this campus. Now, call me crazy. <laughs> call me old school. Call You call me whatever you want. I really don't care. Call you a cab. Whatever. But this one I just don't get. Yeah. I, I really don't. I There's a lot of things I don't understand. But this one to me is have we lost sight that the – Getting the degree is the ultimate end game. I don't care who you are, athlete, non-athlete. You step foot on campus, the goal is to walk across that stage That's and right. say, thank you, Mr. and Mrs. President. Man, it's been an honor. It's been an awesome four years, five years, six years, whatever it takes to get that diploma. And, man, now you head into the real world and make a difference. There you go. Just me. Call me nuts. The, the, uh, by the way, Virginia Tech becomes the fourth school with academic bonus plans. Clemson, we told you about. North Carolina and Miami are also in that lot as well. Uh, as it relates to name, image, and likeness, there are, there are two or three here we want to tell you about because it coincides 
with things that you expect at the higher level with the marquee sports. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke this week on social media. Uh, his name, image, and likeness deal uh, kind of debuted, if it will. It's with a BMW dealership uh, in South Florida. He's driving around a 750i Sport for the rest of his collegiate career. Now, you see the tag for Rosenhaus Sports. Remember now, these guys are allowed to retain marketing agents. And some of the marketing agencies are actual agents. Rosenhaus Sports, of course, noted for Drew Rosenhaus, who is a one of the power agents in the National Football League. So that's that's Tyler Van Dyke. Almost sweet as, ride, by the way. Very sweet ride. Not as good as the rocket ship, but pretty close. Uh, I Mrs. P loves her beamer. Yeah, there you go. And she's uh, got that rocket ship. That's a, a good NIL look there. Mrs. P this morning. That's a good look for TVD, though. All right. Armando Baycott. Seth Greenberg said on this show, got my new merch ASAP celebrating a historic season. Autograph some, too. ArmandoBaycottJr.com. Link in bio. There you go. All right. So that's Armando Baycott. I, I got no problem with that. I don't either. I, zero. I now, here's great. here's one that might be interesting to you. Zay Flowers is top, one of the top wide receivers in the country. He's not the top wide receiver. That's Pitts Jordan Addison. But in a league that has spectacular pass catchers, Zay Flowers has found his way to kind of the top of the chart. Well, he's also found his way to an NIL situation. Now, here's one right outside of Alumni Stadium. Zay Flowers with an automobile dealership in Chestnut Hill, BMW X5, right there, huh? It's another, I tell you, this BMW thing's starting to catch on. Kind of like it. Kind of like Packer and Durham to be brought to you by BMW. Uh, I got to tell you, though, you know, Mrs. P's got a rocket ship. That's what I call it. Yeah. Her Beamer. But I, I like my old Ford F 150, my old beat up truck. Got to tell you. I, you don't need to impress me with the Beamer. I, right. I'll just stick with my old Ford truck. Yeah. I'm going to guess that when we finally get Danny Graves on here, we're going to ask him about his ride when he was at the University of Miami. I'm going to guess that it was not a BMW. Now, I, listen, I know there's people that are totally turned off by name, image, and likeness. They think it's ruining college sports. I, I, I get it. I mean, I hear it on both sides. Sure. But I think it's awesome that student athletes are able to maximize dollars. But going back to how we started this segment. Yeah. To, to sit there and say, hey, there's an incentive now for you to have a good grade so you can partake in sports, get a free education, great nutrition, great care in terms of your hospitalization, right. doctors, everything else, chance to travel the world, perhaps. And $6,000. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, am I missing a boat on this one? Because I, I don't think I am. No. no. Do you agree with me on this? I, I'm with you on it because I think the curious part about this whole deal for me. And I'm not trying to knock any school no, that's I, doing it. Because I, I tip of the cap to any school that says, hey, we're going to give our student-athletes absolutely yeah, everything me, known to man. Good for you. Let me just say this. We made, we being the NCAA, made legislation to reward academic bonuses up to $6,000. I mean, just think about it. They said, just think about this a second. And by the way, I'd also like to know the tax implications of the six, too. If ESPN. That, which really could be 4500 after that. If ESPN said to us, mm -hmm. I tell you what, guys, we're going to give you a bonus for doing a nice job. Right. They're paying us to do a nice job. We hope. 
You know what I'm saying? We hope we're doing the nice job. No, I mean, and if yeah. we're not, they'll say, hey, we're moving on. That's right. But do you understand what I'm saying? Totally agree if with you. If you go this. to class, I, I'm going to class not because I'm being paid to go to class. I'm yep. going to class because, you know what, I have an interest in bettering myself. That is correct. Yes. Just like we were talking about with Mike Adler and John Donowski. You don't go to like a, a, a gym or a workout. Hey, we're paying you to go work out. Well, excuse me. I, I would go to a gym to work out to, to better myself. Right. I don't know. Call and me the fact that there's hundreds of thousands of dollars being awarded in name, image, and likeness is one thing, and only six grand for the academic bonus. Because that's what the NCAA said, which shows you in, in just one swing the disconnect. They, they are out the line. Well, that's what I'm saying. What, where are we? Ta we're talking about $6,000. And, oh, by the way, are we taxed on it? Well, because if we are, we're taxed on that income. You're only going to get about, what, 48? Well, speaking of taxes, uh, they're due Monday. Just yes, a heads are. up, boys and girls. All right. Taxes. The Packer and Durham Podcast. Here's Mark Packer and West Durham. Packer and Durham on a Friday against Easter weekend. Mm -hmm. Praying for everybody out there. 844-SAY-ACCN, uh, the number for the program. It's time to talk a little baseball, West Durham. Yeah, we already had some of the, with the holiday Sunday, we've already had some series get underway last night. And Danny Graves joins us. Uh, first time in 2022. Good to see you, my man. Um we're going to get to some of your name, image, and likeness opportunities when you pitched at Miami in the 90s in just a moment, by the way. Uh, okay, Miami's – the win streak's over at 14 after last night's loss to Virginia Tech. If you're Gino Damari, you're kind of okay. I mean, you've had this big run. You're clearly established yourself as kind of in the race here. Nobody wants to see a winning streak come to an end, but you understand Virginia Tech's hitting the lights out of it. Well, this is baseball, and obviously you can't go a whole season staying undefeated and winning every single game. So, yes, it's, it's going to have to end at some point. And I think if you're Gino Damari, you're just happy it ended to a team that is really good right now and not to uh, you know one of those uh, weekday teams that have no business being on the same field as you. So, you, know, you mentioned West Virginia Tech. They are so good. They're stacked. They're offensively. We know how great they are. They're top two in the nation uh, offensively. So, to me, yes, a loss stinks after a long streak, but, you know, it's just a little bump in the road. You get back up there and, and get right, right back after it. Danny, it's been uh, kind of fun to watch some of these teams get off to just blistering starts. I mean, you mentioned Virginia Tech's raking it. Virginia's raking it. Wake Forest can score a ton. Uh, I know you go through ebbs and flows of a season, whether we're talking about college baseball, Major League Baseball, whatever the case may be. But, man, I love it. It just seems like this league, with so many teams ranked in the top 25, I think, what, 13 of the 14 teams have at least had a, a sampling of being ranked at some point in time this year. Man, the offensive prowess in this league is really, really impressive. As much as I hate talking about how good offenses are, <laughs> you're exactly right, Pac. <laughs> I know, it's, it's so hard for me to talk about offenses, but it is what it is. I, I have to be honest, right? Like, there's so many teams. There's not just a couple teams that mash – and then others pitch. Just about every team in this in this conference, they mash. They put runs on the board. They got guys that hit home runs. They got you know guys that hit for average. Um, it's it's so fun to watch. You, there's teams that aren't even ranked right now in, 
in the ACC that aren't ranked nationally that I think deserve to be, or they probably will be at the end of the season. You know, Florida State, North Carolina, they were they were ranked. NC State were ranked for a long time, and they just got knocked out. But I believe that they're that good that they're going to get right back into the top 25. And Georgia Tech as well. I saw them play against uh, Florida State last weekend. They looked really good. There's so many teams in this conference that are good that aren't getting credit for it because obviously there's other conferences that think they're so much better than the ACC, which to me it's, it's, it's a farce. But anyways, um, that's a whole nother topic. Th- this conference, up and down, there's so many good teams. All right, I want to bend back a little bit on the offensive side. Yeah, and I know the pitching thing is close to your heart here. And I've had this conversation kind of intermittently through the spring. And you know what I mean when we start talking about college baseball. And look, you played in the bigs, you covered the bigs for a long time. So I'm going I'm to kind of walk a line here. Every once in a while, college baseball has fine-tuned itself. Uh, we had kind of the dead ball era, right, Danny? The seams were raised. The bat ratio was down. And we got to that composite era. It feels like we found a happy medium here. Feels like we found we've lowered the seam on the ball, the ratio with the bat, the composite material to make the bats. Do you feel like that, that the college game has it in a good spot here? 100%. I, I really believe that it is evened out as much as it possibly can, if that makes any sense. Because you mentioned the, the era of those bats, just, you know, old Rosenblatt Stadium. Th- there's bombs going out every single day, multiple home mm-hmm. runs, and, and it just wasn't fair for pitching. Well, then they decide to make it more fair for pitching and raise the seam. So now you got guys with curveballs that break like this and sliders that do all kinds of crazy stuff. And now all of a sudden they've they've finally figured out and, and it's not going to be an overnight thing and I think we all knew that but they figured out how to make it even for both sides you have guys that uh hit home runs you got guys that hit for average like I said before but with the pitching now you got guys that can dominate but at any moment an offense can beat them Parker Messick we know how great he is we're going to talk about him in a little bit but he didn't have a good game a couple games ago he he's probably the best one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, and he got uh, handed to him a little bit by by an offense. So it's pretty even, and I love the fact that uh, there's parity now in college baseball. Danny, um, the ACC has four teams, more than anybody else. They have four teams ranked in this week's top ten uh, in both the Baseball America and the D1 poll. Um, Notre Dame is one of them. But last night they got spanked by Duke. Are we getting ready to watch Duke do what they did a year ago (laughs) in which they just kind of floundered for a little bit and all of a sudden they caught fire and by the end of it, man, nobody wanted a piece of them as they went on a crazy run. And I know it's just one game, so you can't go too crazy. But Notre Dame's been consistently good. But, well, you know, they snapped Notre Dame's nine-game winning streak last night, much like what Virginia Tech did snapping Miami's 14-game winning streak. But for Duke... Are we getting ready to see them kind of now throw their name back in the hat and go, hey, you talk about all these other teams, don't forget about us? You know, I would like to think that that's going to be the case, Pack, because obviously the more ACC teams that are good at the end of the year, the the better this conference is going to look to others. Um, I just don't know how realistic that may be. Just they had a great night last night. Uh, you know, Andrew, you – four hits and Graham Pauly four hits, Alex Mooney, three hits. So the, the top of their lineup 
really went off last night, but are they going to continue to keep that going? Their offense is, is rated last in batting average in the ACC. So was this a fluke last night? Maybe. You could also say that Notre Dame didn't have like their, their real pitching going. They started Will Mercer, but he threw an inning. They had kind of a staff day. Now, I'm not making excuses for Notre Dame, and I'm not taking away anything away from Duke, but I need to see more than just the one, one offensive outburst to, to really believe if uh, Duke is going to be what they did last year. All right, we touched on Parker Messick, and we'll, we'll get back to his dominance here in a moment because he leads the nation in strikeouts. John Michael Bertrand tonight for Notre Dame, the left-hander, he doesn't allow runs. So, I mean, to talk <laughs> about dominance in pitching, here goes – here goes Link Jarrett now, and he's going to give the. We're going to find out where Duke is offensively tonight because this guy's not allowing anything. <laughs> right. So th- this is kind of goes to my point. This is this is the perfect starter to have when you just get beat up by a team that you shouldn't have got beat up by. So you throw John Michael Bertrand out there, and just so you guys know, a few days ago I publicly said that he was my midseason ACC Pitcher of the Year. I know that mm-hmm. sounds crazy because Parker Messick. You know, we we're going to talk about him. But Bertrand, what he does on the field, he, he doesn't right, you, He doesn't give up runs. He doesn't lose. Um, he doesn't walk people. So this is the perfect guy to have on the mound a day after you lose as badly as they did. And, you know, and I was wondering why he didn't pitch game one of that series. And talking to Mike Rooney, our, our friend Runes, you know, he, he thinks it's because they're trying to keep him on the regular schedule. You know, playing on Thursdays as opposed to the normal Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's, it's a – day less and I know that might not seem like a big deal to a lot of people but when you're on a certain routine um, I think you need to stay on it and, and that's what they're doing with with Bertrand and and runes actually calls him uh, broke Andy Pettit which is is a really good compliment because Andy Pettit is a, a fierce competitor you know yeah. and he says broke now he's not going to be broke pretty soon Mike John Michael Bertrand is going to make some money in, in, in baseball but um, I think that's a great comparison to Andy Pettit. He throws strikes, he he competes, he's a big, tall lefty, and just gets after it. All right, Messick struck out 14 last night, and he struck out 14 Louisville guys. So it wasn't like he was playing as Pac likes to see roast beef A&M. So what do we glean from Parker Messick and his <laughs> and overpowering teams the way he has this year, Danny? I, I don't know, but I'd like to face the roast beef A&M. That sounds like a <laughs> pretty interesting <laughs> opponent. I, I, anything with food, I like to face, guys. Um, so here's the thing with, with Parker Messick. Yes, Louisville, their offense is legit. They have uh, like six or seven guys that are hitting well over 300. They mash. Um, but my formula in baseball, and this is my opinion, so hopefully people aren't going to at me about this on social media, I think that good pitching will always beat good hitting. And Parker Messick is one of the best pitchers in the nation in college baseball right now. So you you put him against an offense that can go out there and mash. He knows how to pitch. This guy doesn't just throw fastballs down the middle. He throws changeups away, breaking balls, backdoor breaking balls. He'll come in with his fastball, and he surprises you with his fastball. His little stature, he's he's kind of like like me when I was growing up little short and and round kind of but the ball just jumps out of his hand he's so deceptive you don't see the ball coming until it's already there and then it's too late so it's like that invisible that he has so i mean he's so much fun to watch you see the mound presence that he has the confidence he has on the mound 
Um, I, I love it. I love watching the guy. I love watching the guys that aren't six foot six throwing 100 miles an hour. Guys that actually, and Parker Messick is one of them. All right, let me ask you about Virginia. Uh, now you're, the Canes jump all over them and sweep them. It was a big series last week. They lose a midweek game. Uh, now they have a road trip to Pitt. Uh, and not to hit the panic button, Virginia's been fun to watch. They've been dynamic before they got down to Coral Gables. And you talk about mashing and raking. I mean, Jake Eloff and all those guys, man, they've been hitting the ball like crazy. But this kind of feels like it, it, they need to stop the bleeding a little bit before they head to Pitt. So as hot as they started off the season, uh, I think at some point in baseball, it just happens. It doesn't matter how good you are. You're going to hit a little bump in the road. And right now that's what it is for, for Virginia. They, they caught a, a Miami team that just beaten everybody. Um, and they didn't, they, you know, they competed out there, but it's just one of those things. College baseball is a, a long season. Major league baseball is a long season. You're going to go through stretches like this, but, I, I think they're too good to stay in a rut uh, as they are. And I will say that my good friend, Chris Moore, who is their equipment manager, he was on vacation for the week that they got swept by Miami. So he better not go on vacation anymore because we know how superstitions are. He leaves, they end up losing. There you go. See? Simple as that. That's it. That's all we needed to know. The equipment guy yeah. went on vacation, so they were they were dead in the water. That's all right. right. Now, let me right. ask you a question. Um, two things here. Uh, first of all, is there something about Damari being with us the other day and this walk-up music he told us about that we need to know about? This album, the song by Survivor or something like that? Listen, I wish I would have watched that live. I just, I was so frustrated when I watched it. I watched the replay of it. And at the end, he's talking, you guys are asking him about a walk-up song and he's describing this song and talking about J. Keach. This is the exact way I described to J-Ro how I wanted this song to be played for me coming into a game. I said, you remember the 1985 uh, video that they showed and of the, of the championship and they had this song going by Survivor, I Can't Hold Back? Dude, I would love to have this song. J-Ro immediately put it on. So every time I come in the game, he'd put it on. And I'd get chills about it. And then Gino's talking about it the other day. Okay, you can, we can share the song, Gino, but he didn't remember the name of the song. I was so mad. I, I wanted to call in, but I realized I'm not watching it live, so there was nothing I could do. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a word with Gino about that. You cannot forget that song. If, especially if it's your, walk, your walk-up music, you got to know the song. Yeah. You just got to know the song. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then I wish he would have like, hummed it like you asked him to, Pac, but he just he, he, he he wouldn't do song. it. I, I, he didn't know the song. He's probably afraid Danny. that his team – yeah. His, you really think he? I think, no, I think he knows the song, but he didn't know the song. He didn't I know mean, the name of the song. He didn't know the name of the song, and you uh, wanted him to hum it, and then all of a sudden it would have that would have been a disaster. That's why I asked because yeah. it could have made for even. It would have been a disaster because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, nobody would have known what he was humming, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, before yeah. uh, before your wife got you your big time Ford Raptor that you drove around in. We now see Tyler Van Dyke's got this uh, <laughs> cool NIL deal. So, did you have a cool NIL Miami deal? I mean, the jealousy from you, Graves, reaps a little bit. I I can sense the NIL jealousy for you. Oh, it's there. It's there. I'm not going to lie. I wish that we had it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I didn't have any kind of NIL thing or anything similar to that. We rode around 
you know, Turtle Thomas, our recruiting coordinator, drove us around in some little white car that we barely fit in. I don't even know if it had back seats. It had four wheels. That's all we know. But it got us from point A to point B. So, I mean, yes, I'm jealous. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. One yeah, there bit. it is. A little 750 action, huh? For the quarterback? Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> It is nice. It is nice. Yeah, it's it is real nice. nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. but hey, I, I, listen though, I'm I'm right th- I'm right there with Pac though. I, I'm fine and dandy with my Ford truck and not worried about anything else. Yeah, I man. am jealous a little bit, but I love my Ford. That's it. That's, you know, I jump in my Ford truck with the dogs. Chester, the little guy, rides up front in shotgun mode, and Chester, I mean Fuller's in the back, and you know those Ford F-150s, they run forever, and you can run over stuff. You know, and you don't there even you worry about it. Yeah. That's right. All right. Right. Take care, DG. Good to see you, my man. Be well. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Have a great day. You bet. Danny Graves. Packer and Durham. This is the Packer and Durham podcast. Fast-moving show, huh? It's been a fast-moving week on television. Sure has. Sure has. Uh... News yesterday afternoon, uh, about, I don't know, almost 6 o'clock last night, Luke DeCock, who's been with us dozens of times, feels like, uh, Raleigh News Observer, also appeared in the Charlotte Papers through the McClatchy Company, uh, had a lengthy story uh, about Charlotte and Orlando being the potential front runners for the new headquarters of the Atlantic Coast Conference. Now, none of this is news per se, but he did say it's a Charlotte-Orlando tilt with Greensboro as kind of like the third finalist. Uh, no confirmation from anybody at any level. Uh, Charlotte, I think, is a city a lot of people have talked about, Pack when this first came up, what, a year ago maybe? not A little less than a year ago. I think Orlando has surprised some people in this process. That That is a city that is – but then again, we know what Steve Hogan and the people at Florida Citrus Sports – Disney, obviously, this company is owned by Disney. Uh, the presence of Wide World of Sports, all that was cited down there in, in the, at least Luke's story, about Orlando. And it also meets the criteria what the league's looking for. Yeah, I, mean, I have no idea. I, I don't have any inside info no, which right. way this is going to go. But uh, Charlotte is a natural. Sure. I mean, for a lot of reasons in terms of the conference, easy to get to. We got the ACC football mm-hmm. championship game here. Right. Charlotte's have been part of the rotation with the men's and women's basketball. You go through the whole routine. Uh, Orlando, when I read the story, was, again, not that I was stunned because, you, you know, it's going to be in the neighborhood, right? Right. Uh, but the fact that it's turned into become one of the leaders in the clubhouse, right. if you will, uh, makes it intriguing. And I think you do throw in the whole stuff with Disney and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It kind of ties it in together. So yeah. I don't know which way they're going to go. Whatever they pick's fine with me. Whether it stays in Greensboro mm-hmm. or moves down the road we go, so be it. I think the other part about this that um, that you have to take into consideration is is that the Guilford County Commissioner, uh, Commissioner Austin, was quoted in the article as saying, we have been as aggressive as we can with the city of Greensboro. The history, obviously, is on Greensboro's side. You and I have spent some time there in the last six months, various events, whatever the case may be. We know there's a tremendous amount of pride in Greensboro for its history with the ACC, and it means a lot to the people there. And they're doing everything they can to compete, and I think the fact that this story came out yesterday, as I said at the top, there's no breaking news here. I think the surprise is the introduction of Orlando into the 
discussion, although that had been rumored by David Teal and others. We'll see what happens here. There's a lot on the table with the ACC. If they elect to leave Greensboro for the first time in their history, uh, founded in 1953 at Sedgefield, the conference has been housed there for years. Don't forget now, this is also an executive committee situation which is the presidents and CEOs of the 15 institutions in the Atlantic Coast Conference. It impacts the conference office, but it is a decision left with that executive board. Well, I would assume, again, this is scary. I would assume that if it goes to Orlando, that Orlando would then be tied into the rotation for the basketball tournament, right? You would assume. Got a terrific arena. They've had NCAA regionals. They got a terrific new building there. Um, We've done the Tampa thing before. Which, yeah, which yeah. Was, we did Tampa. Which was different. Yep. This, and I'm being kind. Yeah. Uh, but if it turns out that it's Orlando, you got to figure that's going to be tied into the combination of uh, potential sites down the road. Again, you've got a long-term agreement here in Charlotte for your football championship, mm-hmm. and that's yep. been a rousing success Yes, uh, from that perspective. So, again, I don't know which way they're going to go on this thing. Uh, but if it's Charlotte, that would be great. We'd love to have yeah. you in our backyard. Uh, it, I will add this, too. Luke did report that multiple sources told him that a decision is expected no later than the end of the month. So we'll see what happens in the next, what, 15 days. You got a vibe on this? Because I don't. I I don't either. I I think there are all – look, I understand the pride and the history and all the things that Greensboro has to offer, and I also – I'm doing an event up there the other night. I know how aggressive and how much they want to keep the Atlantic Coast Conference. I also know, and you do too, that there are a lot of people here in Charlotte that would love to have an opportunity to call to have the ACC call Charlotte home from a headquarters standpoint. Uh, I'd like to know more about Orlando and the tie potentially with Disney and Wide World of Sports. Of course, we know Roz Durant, who helped launch this network, now oversees Wide World of Sports and some of the things down there for, for Disney. Um, so we're familiar with that. I, I don't think there's a bad choice here. Now everybody says, well, that's an out. It's not an out. I see positives in every market. I'm as surprised as you about Orlando in terms of the location, but also am as well about what it would also mean. What else would the basketball tournament be in play? The Cheez-It Bowl that we know, Steve and Jill, and they've done a great job there. That's a great game for the ACC to be part of. Um so, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I think it's going to be really interesting. And it's interesting because it's also at the front end of this new commissioner, too. You know that. The it's, timing it's, is it's timing's a, interesting. Yeah, it's a whole new era in, in many respects across the board. You know, from a again, from a personal standpoint, if they moved to Charlotte, it'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. And I can yeah. help them with realtors. <laughs> Uh, got restaurant uh, tips. I mean, we have friends in Orlando. Get Jim Noble on the phone. Oh, Jim, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Catering, thing. we got you covered. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know where they're going to go. I really don't. Convenience of the basement? Yeah, I mean, it's an easy uh, – we'll help you with parking, uh, whatever the case may be. I mean, Wait I Wait a know. second. Don't get out over your skis on helping people with parking in this town. Well, I can help people with parking. You can the help only with tickets I, or just help them with the, the parking? The only thing I cannot help, huh. the ACC. Airport? With. Well, that's a given. <laughs> that's a given. What I cannot help you with are property taxes because we had the governor of North Carolina on the show when we were in New Orleans, and I wanted to ask him about my property taxes, and then he just pushed it off to Mecklenburg County. He said, why why are you doing that? I'm talking to the governor of the state of North Carolina. I don't need some guy down there on on Tryon Street. You can't help me. you got to help him out from Manio to Murphy. 
you could have helped out on state taxes. You chose to dial it right down to Mecklenburg County with the governor. Well, I mean, it was a personal question. I, mean, I wasn't speaking for the masses. I was trying to help yeah, me. But all them people from Murphy to Manio well, were hoping you'd help with state taxes. Yeah, well, I got it. I'm going to take care of me first, and don't worry about everybody else. <laughs> there we go. That's how I was going to go Big with that. Me, little team. That's it. Well, that particular instance that would be very accurate. That was very accurate with the governor. Hey, you're nine miles from the other state. I thought about it. <laughs> Keep raising the taxes. I'll be going to Orlando. Well, you with pay the for ACC, taxes perhaps. down there too. Just check the road out. Yeah, tell me about it. All right. I won't be going down I-85 anytime soon. I'll never get there. Um, we're going to finish like flying the, American Airlines. <laughs> we're going to finish the weekend on an upswing here in a moment. And when I mean upswing, there are two really nice stories of people who have been in good battle, battling and journeys and that kind of thing this year. We need to we need to tip the cap to them. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Packer and Durham, final segment of the week. Yeah. Uh, an eventful week, needless to say. A yeah. lot of stuff going on, and it's a busy, busy weekend coming up. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're thinking. We're going to get them rowing rankings? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, you are. Definitely going to get you're it. You're going to get those in a, in a few moments. Uh, some really good news, though, uh, concerning folks with us at ESPN and also an ACC story as well. And both related to the journeys, uh, the journeys of life and the journeys against disease. First is one you've heard about throughout college basketball season. And just great news yesterday uh, in Central Florida and out on the Gulf Coast with, uh, with Hall of Famer Dick Vitale, who yesterday was uh, able to be declared cancer-free. And uh, there's Dick and Lorraine. Boy, what a saint she's been through this process. Um, but the countdown yesterday at Sarasota, uh, and he gets to ring the bell, joining the list of thousands of Americans and those around the world who get a chance to do that to uh, celebrate being declared cancer-free. So congratulations to Dick Vitale and his battle against lymphoma. And uh, all the good folks. And uh, yesterday you see the report with Dr. Brown. Dick, who's chronicled his battle against cancer, uh, boy, extensively on social media to show people just what cancer patients go through. And uh, our thoughts and prayers with Dick and congratulations on that unbelievable news yesterday. Always giving back, old Dick Vitale. Unbelievable. Uh, In terms of his passion for raising money against cancer, there is nobody else in the country that does it as much as he did. And when my mom passed last week, sent a note. Unbelievable, Touch right? class. Yep, sure is. Now, here's one we touched on during the course of the basketball season. This hit Florida State at a time when Leonard Hamilton's team was really kind of fighting through injuries and things like that. Student manager Jared Lynn was diagnosed with cancer, and he got unbelievable news yesterday. And our congratulations to Jared and – Boy, good to see the prayers answered here. Big news from my doctor today. I'm officially in complete remission. My PET scan showed no sign of cancer. Not only did I beat cancer, but I ran up the score. Hashtag fight. It's awesome. Yep. Graduate assistant with Florida State. And uh, I know that is well-received news, not just for Leonard Hamilton and Seminole fans and that basketball program, but other basketball programs around the ACC that were also pulling and supporting Jared Lynn uh, in his battle. And it's so, great to get good news like that, right? I absolutely. Mean, we get enough bad for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, that's that's great news for both uh, Coach Vital and also for Jared Lynn. And our thoughts and prayers continue to be with both those guys. All right. 
Here we are, cruising to the end of the weekend. Now, what have you learned in your building of the rowing rankings? Well, I learned something this week because I had it as a crew last week, and then you had somebody uh, send you a note that you read on air, which you corrected me, which I learned something. So we've eliminated crew rankings. It's truly rowing rankings that we're concentrating on. So this is just the ladies. Yes. Because crew is men. Crew are men. Rowing is for the ladies, yeah. right? And so we got the ACC championships coming up on Friday, May 13th, Lake Hartwell. Yeah. Uh, so I decided that, you know, because the rankings were not available when we talked about this two weeks ago, I was outraged. So I decided I'm going to come up with our rankings. We got nine teams yeah. in the league, so I'm going to give you a top ten. Here we 10. go. Uh, nothing really changes this week. Got to be honest with you, from a schedule standpoint, <laughs> uh, UVA, as I te- keep telling you, who's in the water, number one. Swimming, diving, rowing. So the Who's are one, Duke two, Syracuse three, Clemson four, Notre Dame is five, okay. Louisville six, BC seven, Miami eight, North Carolina nine, and ten this week, replacing the Kansas City Jawhawks from a week ago. No crew for you. No crew for you in the ladies rowing top ten. There it is. Every Friday, get ready for it. By the way, I like the little Packer in Durham beside the ten. Think we can keep that for the Sweet 16? Whatever you want to do. Okay. It's in the budget, apparently. All right. Okay. So no crew for you. No crew for you. At number 10. Got it. All right. There we are. Uh, Rowing rankings. If you got a problem with it, I'm sure it'll appear on social media, and there will be dozens of people ripping me for rankings that really, quite frankly, you've yet to figure out simply for fun. (laughs) Simply for fun. And people... Did you see what that idiot did on television oh, today? Gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Yeah. My favorite part is the backtrack of social media. Yesterday's FBI is just the latest example. My, my favorite, though, is during football season when we give you a sweet 16. Yeah. All right. And people, does that moron Packer? Not understand like whatever I put is because it's all a joke. It's, yeah. it's meant to be fun and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Sure, and I, you know, people send me stuff, and I, I'm laughing. Right, at people that actually think like I'll put the Green Bay Packers 16th or something. Mm-hmm. This idiot thinks the Green Bay Packers is in the ACC. No, <laughs> I, I, I really don't think that, but I do get a kick out of yeah. people there that have yet to figure out. It's simply for fun. Um. Boy, what a big week this has been, huh? Great Jenny guest. Levy has been here, Lars Tiffany, Tom Luganbill, Gino Damari, Brent Pry, Austin Greaser, Dave Clawson, Chris Cotter, Kevin Corrigan, John Ripman, Mike Elko, Mario Cristobal today with Paul Carcaterra, John Donowski, Dana Boyle, and Danny Graves. Pretty big for the spring. We did a good job this week. Everybody did. A good we job. didn't, but or the people that put the show together do a great yeah. job every day. We just get, like I say, we just get in front of the parade. We had the uh, KC production crew today. Casey and Cody did the did the production producing. Chrissy, great job. Monkeys directing. and clowns could host the show. <laughs> I mean, but the smart I keep saying the smart people in Bristol. The Bubbles the panda up, could host yeah, the show. I mean, I mean, anybody can get in front of the camera and do yeah. what we do. This is not that. This is not that difficult. Yeah. Uh, by the way, another spring Saturday of football for you here on ACC Network. Started at noon this. in Miami. Uh, George Sedano, Dusty Dvorak will watch the Canes go through their drill at 2 o'clock. Roddy Jones, Lauren Sisler, and I will be in 
Winston-Salem at Truist Field. Wake's first ever televised spring football game, by the way. It could be a lot of firsts for the Deeks coming their way. Mm-hmm. I really, I mean, I really do think that I really hope the AP voters, who I don't have a whole lot of confidence in them, but I do hope they give Wake Forest some preseason love. Right. I mean, they deserve it. Um, I mean, what they did last year, what they've got coming back. I mean, if you do any bit of homework, yep. you would realize that old Wake Forest, old little Wake Forest up here in Switzerland, this dude's can play. Yeah. Dave Clawson is a great football coach. Uh, four o'clock, you'll get Virginia Tech from Blacksburg. See what the quarterbacks look like. Yeah. Kind of curious. Big focus on the quarterbacks. There's a bunch of them. And then at 6 o'clock, we'll close the Saturday with the Duke. Mike Elko's putting the ball down. We're going to play football. Wallace Wade Outdoor Stadium. There's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff going on at Duke this weekend. Yeah, there is. A lot. And uh, leaves us only one game next Saturday, by the way. That'll be Virginia. Tony Elliott. You're going up there, right? Uh, Roddy Jones and Kelsey Riggs and I will I mean, be at Scott I mean, Stadium. I mean, road trip up there. You know, cool. I had a guy send me a note yesterday and uh-huh. said, man, you guys should take the show to Charlottesville that weekend because there's so much going on. Baseball, he gave me the whole list of all the things happening in Charlottesville next weekend. I said, I'm not sure we could turn that thing around that quick, but I'd love to do that. Yeah. That's a beautiful place. I mean, great place to retire. Charlottesville? Yeah. Go right on up there and look at some I, property maybe? I, I, I've told Mrs. P I'd like to go up to Charlottesville and just look around a little bit. Okay. You like my kind of town? Yeah. Have a little farm out horse there. Horse country? A little yeah, horse country? Is that what I, you're I looking for? I told you what I'd like to do in retirement. Have some property. Just have everybody bring their dogs over and just let them play all day out in the field. Yeah. Except that Krzyzewski guy. I may have to charge him a little extra for coach. I've yeah. seen the size of those Yeah, balls. if you haven't seen the video, and I, I, Casey it. and Chrissy can do this so, here real quick. It was so great. Last night at Duke's basketball banquet, if you followed our chats with Coach K, he lost his dog, Blue. And then last night at the banquet, this is like the retirement gift from the team, I Look think. how cool this dog is, man. Coach K got his new dog last night. Coach. Now, this is about the sweetest stuff you'll ever see. Man, how do you not love that dog right there? Well, pause now. That's going to be a big dog. I love, got he's a post smelling. play. And, like, and Mickey's, smelling, Mickey's like, he's oh, no. K. I'm telling you, he's going. That, the dude had some bratwurst today for lunch. Look, you can just tell how he's loving on K. Yeah. Nothing better, man. There's nothing better, man, and his best friend. There you go. Nothing better. You don't understand that because you're a cat. I've had a dog. Well, you got Brother Fuller leans up on you and drops you some sulfur biscuits in the morning if he's had a few too many, which is normally every day. Yeah. Uh, Big week ahead. Uh, We talked to you about baseball. Uh, Two more series get underway today, including Georgia Tech at uh, Carolina. Uh, That series, Clemson Clemson Wake Forest tonight. Uh, the Pittsburgh series also begins today. So we'll get to all that for you as well. BCNC State. BCNC State. So we got more baseball coming for you from the college side. We told you about softball, all those things. Um, it uh, It's going to be another busy spring weekend. We'll be back on Monday to recap all of it here for you. You got you got a big weekend ahead, do you? Yeah, you know what? Uh, Billy's coming over. Yeah. Sunday. There you go. Good. We're do a little Easter brunch. How about Easter egg hunt with Billy and you? No. Nah, video of that? No. Nah, no. Nah, there won't be any Easter egg hunts. Uh, but Billy's going to come over, and uh, we're going to do a little family thing here at the good. house. That'll be good. Be nice. Yeah. Jay Vitovich will be here on Monday, Pitt's soccer coach. He's got some ideas about sport we're going to talk about with soccer. Where are you all going tonight in Winston? Uh, I think we may be going to Roosters. No kidding. Yes, sir. 
You got that lined up already? I do. Man. Now all of a sudden you're going to road trip to Winston, aren't you? I, you know what? Hey. Uh, I tell you what else I'm going to do this afternoon. You know what I'm going to do this afternoon about 1.30? I'm going to give Dave Clawson his egg custard. Finally. Miss Jean. I, I can always count on Miss Jean. Never doubt Miss Jean. Never a doubt. Yeah. This is so long overdue. You've never been, I was you haven't worried. been with us in November. Dave Clawson saw a picture of my mom's egg custard. Which is and awesome. And he's never had egg custard and wanted to know when he was getting his. I'm pleased to report that thanks to a collaborative effort of my mom, Miss Jean, my brother Taylor, we are going to deliver Dave Clawson his egg custard pie today in Winston-Salem. You know who I hope is watching right now? Miss Jean? Network? Well, I hope you hope, but somebody else. You know Hope's watching? Steve Forbes? No. Oh, who? Seth Greenberg. Seth Greenberg. You know why? Because <laughs> Greenberg... Well, this, this wasn't a bet. Yeah, I know, but Greenberg, here's how it works. You know, when you verbally agree to something, you do it. Yeah. And this is what's finally going to happen for Dave Clawson. Yeah. He will not be disappointed. Yeah. It is delicious. So there you go. That's what we have. Uh, are we out of? Have we thanked everybody? We've done a good job. Do you think we're clear? By the way, I love. We've done a do, good job. The do you know that? Do you know job. that Casey O'Brien, who produced this show today, is a huge Dallas Cowboys fan? Doesn't affect You're me. You're okay with that, right? I, my Some wife, people. It's, my wife's a Dallas Cowboys. Fan. Oh well, then we're okay then. Doesn't matter to me. Just don't ever be a Dodgers fan. No, that's a problem. That's a problem. That would be a serious problem. Serious right. problem. And by the way. Hokie Nation, I said it earlier today, tomorrow the 15-year anniversary of just a horrifically tragic event on a beautiful campus with great people. If you see a Hokie, I don't care who you root for, give them a hug because that is a class group up there in Blacksburg. There you go. All right. Uh, Appreciate everybody joining us for the program. We'll see you on Monday morning at uh, 7 a.m. Another full week ahead of Packer and Durham. Jay Vitovich will join us on Monday and more. Have yourself a wonderful Easter. You got Best it, man. to Billy. Good Jordan, to see you, brother. You always betcha. a pleasure. Uh, show 608 in the books, friends. And we'll be back here on Monday at 7 a.m. Enjoy the weekend. Spring football starts at noon tomorrow from Miami. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.